The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Hey guys, and welcome back to Flourish and Fulfilled. It's been a few weeks since I have recorded my last episode, and that is, of course, because I have been overseas in Europe. Now, this is the longest time that I have ever been away from my kids, and it was quite eye-opening for me, and I didn't really know how I would go or how they would go or how I would feel. And I guess today's episode is kind of just a recap of all the places that I visited. Uh, And of course, whilst we were overseas, we did get engaged, and I know that so many of you have been burning to hear how he proposed, all about the ring, why I'm wearing two rings. Uh, But I do feel like the best person to be able to go into detail with me in relation to that is Andrew and having that conversation. So I will bring him into the studio and record that as a separate episode with him at some point. But obviously we've only been home for a few days now and um, catching up on work has just been so hectic. So rather than going super deep today with the engagement, I thought I would kind of like do a recap of Europe as a whole, where we went, how we flew in, my favourite places, uh, why I wasn't on social media too much uh, and as well as everything kind of like in between of that. Usually I do record every week and I have been away I think for maybe five weeks in total since I did my last episode. So I have so many things that I want to share and tell you guys and uh, different books that I've read and things that I've learned and launches that have happened in that time frame as well. So heaps, heaps, heaps to tell you. All right. So four weeks away. Now, prior to COVID, Andrew would always go away for a big chunk of time um, in the middle of the year without his kids. And that was kind of like his de-stress and his way away from work. So when he mentioned to me that he was going to Europe for four weeks, I was like, not a chance. Like, 100% you go, babe. I don't want to ruin your trip. It's definitely like you for your 40th, you for your friends. I am so happy for you to go. And he kept pushing back and was like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to go without you. Like, it's not going to be the same. I want you there. You're not going to ruin anything. Like, you're the reason I want to go. And I was like, oh my God, like, how do I go for four weeks without my children? Like, that's such a massive thing for me. I personally love family holidays. I love seeing my kids experience new cultures and I love traveling with them. And I love seeing their faces light up with different experiences and places and all the things. So for me, I was like, how? Number one, the logistics of that. I live up on the Gold Coast away from my family and friends based in Adelaide. So it is quite a difficult thing for me to be able to organize babysitters and for such a long period of time as well. Now, usually with the boys, they will go down to my parents uh, for school holidays, but that's usually only like a two-week period. And typically or traditionally, it's during summer so that they can surf and they can fish and they can do all the fun things that they enjoy. And this is not in summer. It's freezing cold in Adelaide at the moment. It's miserable. Adelaide turns into like, I'm sorry for everyone that is from Adelaide, but it turns into like the worst place ever. In summer, Adelaide is the best place. In winter, not so much because it's so cold that you don't really want to go out. Everyone goes into hibernation, but it's not cold enough to like go snowboarding or have that sense of really fun winter activities. So the boys going to Adelaide for four weeks was something that I was like, "Hmm, what is the best possible outcome here? And 
they were like, we want to go for half the time, but then we want to come back. So the boys went down to Adelaide for half the time. And obviously we've got six kids between us. So organizing the logistics between all of the kids was, yeah, like a logistical not a nightmare, but very, very, very calculated of flights going here, flights going there, who's getting collected here, organising food, organising school, organising transfers for them as a whole for six people was enough of a mission as it is. And then you throw the twins in and the twins are in a different state school as well. So that means their terms are different to the other kids because all the other kids are in the same school. Anyway, uh, long story short in relation to them was that it was hard work to organise six kids and make sure that everybody was covered with care and also the mum guilt of not being there for four weeks was huge. I recently saw yesterday another um, fitness trainer who was going overseas for 30 days and her posting about the fact she was leaving her daughter behind and the fact that she felt it was more responsible of her to not drag her daughter overseas when there was a lot of work and time zones. And I really resonated with that because for me, after going overseas for that long and knowing that I've been home for a week and how my body's feeling with this jet lag is next level. So now I really, really feel for that. Uh, And I do feel that if I had taken the kids, it would have just been not only hard on me, but hard on them as well. So I'm really glad that that was the decision that we did make and knowing that they were here in their normal routine and being able to spend time with family is, yeah, incredible experiences for them too. Now, when we went over, we ended up flying a airline that I have not flown with previously. And we had two connecting flights and the flight was delayed, which meant that our second connecting flight would stop us from being able to make it to Santorini in time for the campaign shoot. Now, the reason that I was going to Santorini was the campaign shoot for Clear Harper. Now, Clear Harper is an athleisure athletics brand and we have just released our fourth collection uh, a week ago. We sold out within the first three minutes of VIP kits, seven minutes of certain styles and have just had the most incredible, overwhelming, successful launch that I just have to pinch myself with because being able to design pieces that you then see on other women and see how incredibly excited they are when they receive their items and how it fits and how they feel. And the quality is just something that I cannot describe or even articulate properly because it is just so beautiful knowing that women are wearing pieces that you have crafted to be able to be the most flattering possible and that they're going to feel really comfortable and beautiful in and be able to use for years to come. And so Arriving in Santorini to be able to have that shoot was so important because otherwise it would have pushed us back two days and that shoot wouldn't have been able to go ahead. Now, the reason that we wouldn't have been able to have that shoot go ahead is that Mykonos as a whole was for Andrew's dental conference. Now, Andrew does all on four surgeries, which is a specialized treatment where they run dental conferences overseas once per year for the week. And that started the day after my shoot in Santorini. So we had very limited time in Santorini. Now, this flight delay meant that we not only lost our flights accommodation, the entire campaign shoot, but it also meant that we would arrive two days late into Mykonos. And me being emotional as I am, I burst into tears and Andrew just stood his ground the whole time and was like, there has to be another way. Like, we cannot miss this flight. Like, we have to make this flight. 
and uh, figured out a different route to be able to get there. And we flew directly into Santorini. So we only lost one day and arrived in on no sleep straight into the campaign shoot, which as I hope you have all seen was so beautiful. And I say this about the Maldives as well. When you're there, your eyes cannot capture how beautiful it even is. And you literally just sit there like, is this even real? And when you're taking videos and photos, it doesn't even show how beautiful it is in the camera as what it is in real life. And it is just so, so, so surreal to actually have been there. Now, we only ended up being there for the 24 hours before having to fly to Mykonos. And I'm so grateful that we were able to pull that off and Andrew was able to think rationally and logically to be able to organise another route for us to be able to get there because without that campaign shoot, I just don't know if that would have been able to have the same experience for the trip because, of course, that's where Andrew ended up proposing to me in Santorini. So that was the start of our trip and it just meant that our entire trip bubble was so beautiful. I'm getting teary even thinking about it because it was just so incredible. I can't wait to be able to go into more detail about the proposal as a whole and Santorini and everything uh, to do with that. I'm trying not to go into too much detail now because I do want him here to be able to talk about that. Um, So then we went into Mykonos and he had his dental conference. And in my head, I'm sure I've shared this goal with you previously, but I want to write a fiction book. So in my head, I was like, cool, you're going to be working for the week and I will be writing my fiction book. Now, in hindsight, Andrew was like, ah, no, babe, this is the type of trip that you need to kind of like go to a vineyard or a bottega and sit there and have nothing around you and write that book. And I was like, oh, okay. In my head, I was going to just be able to like sit down, have all my creative juices flowing and be able to write this beautiful romantic fiction sex book, right? And everyone was going to love it. No, 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 no. So we got engaged, ended up in a love bubble, barely left each other's side the entire time. He made, oh, I'm going to say 75% of his conference because the other times we were literally just staring into each other's eyes talking. Yeah, it was so funny. It was so funny. So we had every single night, for the dental conference had a different theme and a different place and uh, a different booking or reservation throughout Mykonos. So that was really cool as well. And if I was to describe, so this is coming from somebody who's never been to Europe, right? So I've been overseas so many times, been to Bali 30 times, um, been to America, been to Mexico, been to so many different places and have just never done Europe. I think for me as well, having very limited time away from the kids, the flight paths had really put me off and the duration of having to get there, as well as the fact if I was taking the kids, the flight time and duration just put me off. Now, being able to go there, I was so concerned with what to pack. Now, the collection, the clearer collection, I think was about 12 kilos of luggage as well. And my bag weighed 35 kilos. And so... Being so concerned with what to wear, I've had a lot of people reach out being like, what did you pack? What did you take? Like, uh, what was the fashion? Every single item I took, I wore, which I was really surprised by. I think the big thing for me was it was very dirty. So the feedback and the things that people had said to me is like, you'd wear the same things that you would wear here. I would not have taken my designer stuff. 
Now, the people and the experiences and the recommendations or suggestions that I received was to take my designer stuff. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of wealth, blah, 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 blah. I personally would have preferred not to have taken anything that was worth anything of value because there was a lot of break-ins of villas. There was a lot of theft happening. There was a lot of things stolen. And I think for me as well, like the items that I do have, perhaps say my YSL heels, which was one item that I didn't wear the whole time. They're super expensive. It takes a lot of work for me to be able to save up, to be able to have these items. And they were destroyed, like as in like really dirty beach vibes. So I'm going to say think Bali streets, but beautiful, wealthy clubs where the pasta was 180 euros, which is like $300. So, so, so expensive. Um, uh, Vodka soda, 35 euros, which is about $50 for one drink. It was insane what the prices were. I took some photos of some menus uh, for Mykonos because I just was blown away by the amount of money that was pumped into the island. Yeah, huge, huge, huge. So in relation to like clothing, think beach club vibes, but definitely flats. So there were a lot of girls that were in heels at beach clubs, but for me, it was just not a heels vibe. And I do wear heels a lot. Um, I just found that it was very dirty. So sandy, you'd have to walk a lot to even get a car or transfer, regardless of where you were as well. And that for me just meant that comfort over anything 100%. Now, after we did the dental conference for the first week in Mykonos, we went over to the other side of the island and we had Andrew's 40th and we had the best day ever for his 40th. I'm just so beyond grateful for the experiences and the memories that I have been able to create with him. And it was funny, yesterday I was talking to somebody and I was relaying this conversation back to Andrew and I was like, a year ago, I and somebody had reminded me of this with an experience that I had and they were saying to me, a year ago, Soph, this here, like your life, where you were a year ago, you were in like I was in such a bad place. There is not any possible way and it wasn't a year ago though, it's just the whole year has gone so fast. March last year, there is not one possible chance that I would have ever, ever even been able to imagine a relationship like I have today or be even able to think that a relationship like this even exists because I just cannot even fathom where I was in March last year versus here. Um, And yeah, it took for one of my friends to remind me of that. So the thing for me, right, is I moved to the Gold Coast 10 years ago for Nath And Nath is just so different from being a traditional or typical or stereotypical uh, Gold Coaster. And even though he's born and bred Gold Coast, he is just the most humble, down-to-earth person. And spending my marriage with him was so beautiful. And being around so many people on the Gold Coast for so many years, I was so homesick. I wanted to move back to Adelaide every week. I would beg, please, can we move home? Please, can we move home? I just felt like everybody who I came in touch with, wanted something from me or would entirely try and see me as what they could take or they thought I was something that I wasn't or it just constantly felt like I was attracting in people who would use abuse or want me to be something that I'm not or think I'm something that I'm not. Um, And it was really, really hard. 
And so moving down towards Byron Bay five years ago was the best possible decision that I could have ever made. And being able to really come back to myself in that home and have that ability to be able to have space to be able to think, who do I actually want in my life? What does this circle look like for me? And almost put up like an invisible shield of barrier of who I actually want and who do I want to most be like, right? And meeting Andrew. So I've known Andrew for over 10 years and we've been friends for a long time. However, for me and him, we have this incredible bond and this incredible relationship together and within our family dynamic and within the kids that we very often end up spending our nights together and being able to go out together. And then adding in this dynamic of the Gold Coast uh, influence has been really, really hard. And I do think that everybody has this perception of who they think I'm going to be based on social media or based on what they think or based on me as a whole. Yeah, I was a single mum with four kids. Am I ashamed of that? Fuck no. If anyone ever tried to come for me for being a single mum with four kids, I would stand up and back myself so hard. I am educated. I run successful businesses. I know who I am. I know that I'm a kind human. I know that I would never hurt anyone. I know that I'm respectful. Um, And so for me, being able to come into this dynamic of being back into the Gold Coast has been a huge shift. And I think it's also meant that us in our relationship dynamic has been able to grow so much closer together because I've been able to have this beautiful uh, connection where he knows me 100%. He knows every single story. He knows all of my shameful bits, all of the stories that no one else has ever heard um, that have shaped me into the person I am today. So I think for me, having that difference of being, I guess, exposed to uh, the Gold Coast influence again has been really, really, really hard as a whole. So for his birthday, I was able to just have the most beautiful night with him um, and ending in such a yeah it, a memorable, very, I'm, I'm going so off topic here, but so memorable in relation to like the experiences that we were able to have and share and open my eyes to so many different things and be able to be so much closer was, yeah, just next level beautiful. And I'm really, really grateful for that. So from Mykonos, we went to Spain. Did we go to Spain? We went to Spain next. We went to Mallorca. Now, Mallorca is actually spelt with two L's. So if you see that written anywhere, that's how it's pronounced, Mallorca. And Mallorca was probably my favourite place. We visited wineries. We went to beaches. We went to these beautiful caves. Restaurants were literally stuck on the side of a hill. Um, We explored every single day and had a cute little hire car and every single day we just didn't know where we were going to end up and it was so, so beautiful and I wish we had more time there. Now, Mallorca is also where we went for our wedding venue, uh, Capricat, and I think I've shared a reel on my Insta as well about that. So head across and have a look there because it was just so beautiful. Now, the weather there was really hot. It was like 40 degrees um, and it was a bit more, I'm going to say a bit more ooh, town vibes than Mykonos. So Mykonos was more like beach club party vibes. Uh, the other thing that really was an eye opener for me was that the sun didn't go down until 10.30 p.m., right? So you imagine me 
Nana, usually going to bed at 8.30, 10.30 p.m. So there was so many nights that I was like pulling the, the curtains closed at 8.30 and Andrew's like, what are you doing? I was like, we're going to bed. He's like, no. Um, and the sun would wake up at six o'clock again. So the days were so long that I was so exhausted. Um, I almost need like a holiday from my holiday. So the first week, yeah, first week was definitely all about work. Second week, Andrew's 40th. Third week, we went to Mallorca, uh, went around all of Spain and experienced that. I would definitely like to go back there. Now, the last week, we kind of cooked this a little bit. So uh, we went to Marbella, again with the two L's, so it looks like Marbella. Um, so we went to Marbella and we... We obviously knew that they had siestas, but not to the extent of everything closing down. And we learned this, I guess, the hard way when we went to go and visit Andrew's family. And we drove for an hour and a half and got there and everything was closed. So their restaurant was closed. Everything was closed. And we're like, oh, like, it's a ghost town. But then we realized that everything actually opens up again at 9 p.m., right? So imagine restaurants for dinner opening at 9pm. So like usually in Australia, what, 5 o'clock, 5pm, you could potentially get a reservation. Over there, it's 9pm. So usually people would start eating at about 9, 10, 11pm. And so typically people don't go to bed until like 1am on a standard night. And then from about 2pm in the afternoon to 9 o'clock, everything's closed down where it's really hot in the middle of the day. And so because our body clocks were so out of whack, we were ready to do things between that two o'clock and that nine o'clock mark when everything was closed down and there wasn't a whole lot to do. So when we were out and about exploring, everything was already closed down or shut. So that was kind of a little bit of a lesson for us to make sure that we try and nap during the middle of the day, but we just couldn't regulate our bodies in time. Uh, And we were there for five days. During those five days, we were like, should we go to Barcelona? Should we stay? And we had all of our flights booked and we just kept cooking it. So every single day we were like, do we go tomorrow? We'll go tomorrow. We'll go tomorrow. And then we'd end up at dinner and we'd be like, oh, we didn't book. And the flights had gone. And so we had Positano booked in for three nights. We were flying out of Barcelona and we ended up wanting to change that to only one or two nights I think we ended up going for. So we spent 24 hours in Italy with a 17-hour flight time, right? So imagine, and that's it sounds so crazy because imagine flying from Brisbane to America for 24 hours. You just wouldn't do it. It's unheard of. But because we were overseas, we're like, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, what the hell? So, yeah, flew there and spent 24 hours in Positano and it was so beautiful. Um, So I've posted a few reels from like our room in Positano and we spent a whole day out on a boat with a skipper and he went all up the Amalfi coastline and I would love to go back, but it was just enough time for us to be like, that was incredible and have so many moments and experiences and still want to go back. Uh, And then we flew back to Mykonos. So majority of the trip was actually in Mykonos as a whole and we went to a few different places and beach clubs in Mykonos to end our trip before flying back home. And I think if I was to describe Mykonos, it's more party vibes but a bit classier, very, very expensive. Um, Even at some of the littler beach clubs, it was very expensive. So 
don't think you're getting a cheap holiday going to Mykonos. Uh, even the rooms are expensive. There was a lot of theft. So we lost our laptops and our, com- our phones for quite a little while as well at that trip. Um, we had friends staying on the island for four or five weeks and they had their entire villas raided um, from people following them back or people seeing that they were wearing certain jewellery or designer clothes or um, there was a lot of theft. There was also a lot of like um, reports of horrific crimes of like um, druggings and things like that as well. So maybe just look into that. I definitely wouldn't advise that a, a single female traveller went over there on her own. Um, I, I would not advise that. So that's probably my biggest take home from Mykonos. I was very grateful because I always had Andrew there looking after me. Um, but yeah, if I was if I was a single female on my own, I probably wouldn't go there alone. And we flew home via Doha. Now, when we were flying home, it was so funny because we did the same thing when we went to America with the twins that we had no luggage. Our flights domestically uh, over in Europe were only about 125 euros, but our baggage allowance was about 300 euros. So my biggest take home message here is pack light if you are traveling in between. I would definitely advise booking the flights over there and the difference between flights booking in Australia versus over there was 800 euros for one flight that I booked in Australia. When we got there, it was 115. So huge difference between booking over there and booking in Australia uh, and closer to the time. There were so many flights that you could have got, got on to be able to book that and also as well the luggage was a big one. So they capped their suitcases at 20 kilos over there. So if you've got one suitcase and it's got 32 kilos, which is fine to fly from Australia to say Barcelona or Naples or somewhere like that, you would then have to take that back down to 20 kilos and buy another suitcase so that they get you on those fees as well and it was there was no loopholes in in. Um, in relation to that. So baggage was a massive one that we just kept getting absolutely stung on. So that is my biggest take home. So Doha. Uh, so because we had baggage allowance, we didn't buy the kids anything, right? So we get to Doha airport and we're like, crap, we've got to quickly buy the kids stuff. And what else is there in an airport other than like chocolate? So it was so funny when we arrived home, I was like, here's some olives and here is some chocolate and here's a Kit Kat. And then because the twins are too young, we ended up going to a service station and buying them little fluffy toys and telling them that they were from Spain because we couldn't fit anything else in our bag. And so when we went to America, we did the same thing. We went to Big W and bought them Lego and was like, here you go, this is from America because we couldn't end up putting it into our bags or our luggage allowance. Obviously, the older kids were like, thanks. Um, But we did bring them home stuff from the Mykonos airport, like just um, like baklava and stuff like that as well. But in relation to buying or shopping over there, I didn't buy one thing, not one item. I'm actually trying to think very hard if I bought any. I didn't buy anything, not even a souvenir, um, not even a jumper, nothing at all did I buy. And I definitely ended up coming home with my suitcase lighter than what I went over with based as well that I shot the collection uh, in Santorini when we arrived. So therefore my clothes, I kept trying to leave the jumpers with people who I thought would wear them uh, wherever I would go because jumpers over there, it was like 40 degrees, between 35 and 40 degrees everywhere that we were kind of traveling. The other note to make, I'm obviously just rambling all of my take-home messages here, but the other point to make here was Mykonos was very windy. So it was very cold and it was um, 
it definitely had more Bali vibes in the fact that the prices of cars would vary between 40 euros and 140 euros. So bartering your way down. Um, same as like blow dryers, unless it was set prices, they were just so dodgy with everything. Uh, so I do think Mykonos is more like Bali vibes in that sort of sense. I feel like my experience of Mykonos was probably where I was a few years ago. Whereas at the moment I'm like, I just want a little bit of chill. I don't mind going to a club, like a, a day club or a beach club um, every now and again, but Mykonos was very hectic and because there's so many on the island and you want to go and experience different places that I do feel like there's a level of like, got to go here, got to go there, got to go there. And I felt like I needed a holiday from Mykonos 100%. Uh, so yeah, I hope that my travel dump experience has given you guys some insight into my first time in Europe. But when it comes to packing, definitely a lot of bikinis, a lot of beachwear, flats, not so much designer stuff. And then landing back into Australia, far out. Got back in on Sunday night and launched the Cleo Harper collection pretty much straight away. And that was such a incredible experience and having Trin up here as well with Avalon was so beautiful and I know that so many of you were like bring her back on the podcast and I wish that we had organized it better because I do think that it will be very eye-opening I'm actually gonna tell her to listen to it again her podcast that we did when she was pregnant versus how she is as a mum I think would be a beautiful listen to expecting mums and also a very relatable podcast for mums who've already been first-time mums as well. And yeah, I might try and organise maybe that we zoom in on and do a podcast recording or something with Trin even while she's in Adelaide because I do think it'll be very valuable with a lot of different lessons for her. But she flew up for the first time to the Gold Coast since having Avalon. And Avalon's eight months now and she's just so beautiful and so cute. And they stayed at my house and spent a lot of days with her. And our jet lag was so, so crazy that we were just trying to push through. Andrew had work, uh, which meant that he's obviously um, there from 7am all the way through for the day. And for me, it was like trying to regulate my body clock and actually staying awake throughout the day when you felt like napping. Now we're a week in and it's just my body clock is so out of whack. Um, And having the kids and school and work and trying to play catch ups, I just want to stay at home and get into routine as much as possible, which is very much not like me. Now, we do have the Bod Bali retreat coming up as well and I've landed into Australia and being away from the media for so long and not really being on social media even or seeing the relevant articles of what's happening in Australia, it's been really eye-opening landing back here and hearing people's concerns about travel and I guess being in that bubble, you do realise how much we're influenced by what we're reading with media and news and the people around us because Essentially, for the last two weeks of the trip, it was just Andrew and I traveling around Italy and uh, Greece. So we were not seeing anything out there. And when I got home, we had so many reports of people being concerned and things that were happening and COVID and um, foot and mouth disease and all these things that we were like, whoa, like what is happening here? Uh, and it, yeah, it's, it's, it is very eye-opening, I guess, to kind of reflect back and see what's happening in Australia when you don't hear any of the news reports and how would you live your life if you weren't listening or able to even see those news reports? So yeah, very, very, very eye-opening. Now, this morning, what I did do is I put a question box up on my 
uh, Instagram. So I will just quickly check that to see what the questions may actually be. I'm going to assume that a lot of the questions are probably based around, say, our engagement, my ring, that type of thing. Um, and I don't want to go into too many details because i wait till Andrew gets here. So, oh, well, AM and PM routines and other than that, it's all about the engagement. Uh, I do suggest getting melatonin and trying to regulate when you are back to sync back to being, say, night and day so that your circadian rhythm actually can do that. When we were overseas, because we knew we were going to be overseas for such a long period of time, we were just going with the flow. We weren't even following the sun because, as I said previously, dinner was 9 till like 1am. So that's not when it's light anyway, but it's such a weird flow of sleeping during the day in the middle of the day and then changing it to be out at night your body clock is just entirely out of whack anyway. So I do think it'll take a few weeks for me to be able to regulate and be able to get my energy back and be able to figure out night and day. So I don't really have any other suggestions for that. I know that there was a few questions about what to bring and pack for Europe. I think I've covered that. Uh, hacks for points for flights. Uh, I use my credit card within my business and be able to use those points for work flights. Obviously, we went over for work at the start of the trip and ended with a holiday. So that was good. So 50% of that is being able to be clean. Um, the other 50% is a holiday. Would I leave the kids again for four weeks? No, for me, I don't need to escape my everyday life. I love my life. I have designed a life that I genuinely 100% love every single minute of it. And for me, I love being around my kids and I, I feel like that organized chaos is something that I just thrive on. So for me, I prefer family holidays. I prefer to be around the kids. Were the kids happy about the engagement? Yes. Trying not to go too much detail about it, but very, very happy. We have a lot of Pinterest boards for dresses and a whole bunch of other stuff. If you have any other questions that you do want me to answer, please, please, please join our private Facebook group um, because you can ask me any questions in there and I'll be able to cover them. I will get Andrew on for a podcast episode directly correlating to our engagement proposal and all things with that too. If you have any other questions, please just direct them into the private Facebook group and make sure that you're following on Insta as well, which is just Flourish and Fulfilled. And please, if you can, just leave me a little review. Our five-star reviews make all the difference and I read every single one. So yeah, I do appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys getting to this point of today's Europe ramblings unpacking. And I'll speak to you guys next week. Bye.